big day. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones. Big fantasy day for you. Huge. Huge. Yeah, I put up like 150 points. Most of my league. Well done, sir. Well, now did you get paid for that? Do you get paid for highest points per week? No. Something you need to take to the Board of Governors, my friend of your league. Demand some money. <laughs> gosh knows this podcast is running lean, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> We're all in for the big payout. End of the year. Fantasy Football Championship. Justin Fields starting this week. Let's go. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton fakes an injury. Hey, Justin, here's the script that was written, buddy. Week two, I got a heel spur. You're in. Let's go. All the experts said week three or week four, so the ones that bet on week three, they bet right. Here he is. Here he is. And Jimmy G keeps on plugging away. Trey Lance can't see the field. A lot to get into this week on the NFL huddle. A lot to get into. Well, let's get into it. Welcome to the NFL Huddle with Big Ben and K-Win. I'm K-Win, that disgruntled Seahawks fan, now Bills fan in the right-hand corner. That's Big Ben. And on the NFL Huddle, we've got two segments. The first segment is the first 30 minutes where Big Ben and K-Win, we're going to break down the highs and lows of the Western Standard Six. What is that? Those are the six NFL teams on the West Coast we cover. Niners, Rams, Chargers. Seahawks, Cards, Raiders. We'll get into that with Big Ben's breakdown, recap week two, give you a preview to week three. And then the last segment, segment two, for the last half hour of the show, we'll have a pro pick'em partner, Tony Bruno, on to pick weekly winners. You know Tony from Fox Sports, the Tony Bruno Show, KMBR in the Bay Area with Gary Radnich. Tony Jones joins the show to pick winners out of 10 games. Each week on NFL Huddle, we have a special guest. They'll pick weekly winners. At the end of the year, the person with the most points wins will come back on the show to win a very special prize. But before we get into the show, let's talk a little bit about our primary sponsor, 88 Acres. Your fantasy team's 0-2. Your favorite NFL team's 1-1. Well, it's week three. It's time to make an adjustment. Your team might lose, but you'll win with 88 Acres, a great nutritional food product. Seed bars, butters, granolas, and more. At 80 Acres on Instagram, at 80 Acres Foods on Twitter, 80acres.com. Check them out. No peanuts, no dairy, healthy, nutritional snacks. And if you are on 80acres.com, use our promo code. WST15. Again, WST15. That will give you 15% off when you check out. 80acres.com. Healthy, delicious food. Brought to you by KWIN, Big Ben, and Week 3. Let me let me preempt our sponsor. First, JD, you know who you are. You're going to listen to this. Make sure that sponsor was good. KWIN, that was good. JD, I need more bars. That was, this is literally my last one. Second, Make sure you have something to drink if you're just taking the bar up. Back in it with some seltzer water. Wash it down. We'll just preempt. 88 acres. See bars. Let's get into it. Let's talk football. Yeah. Okay. What do we want to do? You want me to break down this, this last week? What do you want from me? I want Big Ben's breakdown. I want you to highlight a performance, a team, 
a breakout play, a situation, whatever you want. Okay, so I need, I don't know if our, in, our intern might be out. He, I got his out of office when I asked him to fact check a lot of my, my data here this week. So if I'm wrong, K-Win, blame him. I think he's on a sabbatical. He's a millennial. He said he needs to go to Puerto Rico for two weeks to clear his head. Here's what I'm thinking, though. The Western Standard Six is what? 10-2 and two overall these two yeah. weeks? Two losses. Last second field goal by the Cowboys who took the – Defending champs to the brink, though the Chargers look good. Anthony Land wins out. They actually have figured out maybe how to win close games and not puke down the stretch. Second, the Hawks. Second loss, Derrick Henry. That guy's like Bo Jackson in Tech Mobile. Yeah. You just keep giving him the ball. He might tackle him once. You keep giving him the ball. He's going to break it. That's exactly what happened to the Hawks. But I, we got to highlight one team. And you said it earlier. The Raiders. No one can win in Vegas. No one. Go to every book. Go to Will Hill. Go to the Bellagio. Go to go to Aria. Go to wherever you want to go. I I doubt there was a dollar on the Raiders being two and zero to start the season. Ravens really? and Pittsburgh. Ravens Those are two playoff the wins. They they playoff teams they beat. Ravens just beat the Chiefs, and the, the Raiders. Subsequently, just beat a really, really good Pittsburgh team whose defense stacks up to everyone. So if I got stack rankings right now, Raiders are number one in my WSD Western Standard Six. They might be just on on paper yeah. the best team in football currently after two weeks. Wow. Some could make that argument. But back to my bet. If you had the Raiders going 2-0, and you would have made some coin. Yeah. But here's what I like about the Raiders. Derek Carr. I don't know what year Derek Carr He's slow maturation process in the NFL, but he's slowly coming into his own. But the one guy I do want to highlight real quickly is Henry Ruggs. Last week, five receptions, 113 yards. And I I highlight uh, Ruggs because you're going to have Darren Waller, right? But you need that over the top, that guy that – and here's my my take on Ruggs. I'll welcome your feedback. You can be one of two people when you're Ruggs size can be that deep threat, that unique, maybe fly sweep type of guy with Tyreek Hill. Probably not Tyreek's like cat-like quickness. Or you can become someone like Malcolm Brown, Hollywood Brown. Now, Hollywood Brown, the jury's still out there. But listen, Henry Ruggs has got a lot of Bama receivers in the NFL around him. If he can get in that upper echelon, the Raiders will be okay. And here's another stat for you, Kay Wynn. 73% of the time, since 1990, Ooh. you go three and oh, you make the NFL playoff. Gosh, first year in Vegas. Could you imagine Allegiant Stadium in a play, home playoff game potentially? Yeah. Going nuts. The co founder of the, uh, what do they call it? The Raider Mafia. Maybe I have that wrong. Raider Nation. Black Hole, Black Hole, maybe recently passed unfortunately mm-hmm. he won't be there to see this or witness this but man it'd be it'd be fitting if the raiders got to the playoffs the black holes jumping in, in the legion stadium and whoever flies in is getting greased by the the high rolling escorts that show up on the tarmac to to make sure that they don't show up the next day in full form listen the raiders are fun 
Uh, who knew they'd be 2-0 and in the Western Standard Six is 10-2, and baby. We should be happy. Actually, I think the AFC and NFC West are combined. How many teams is that? Eight, 16, 14, 16, 14 and two. Maybe if I had that correctly, kick in the Broncos and kick in who's the other team in the West? The Chiefs? Oh, excuse me. Chargers. 15 and three. Because we had a Chiefs loss on, on Monday night. So not bad for the, the, the West Coast teams as a whole. That's my breakdown, K win. I love it. That's Raiders two and zero. I was one of the suckers that picked the Raiders to lose this weekend in Pittsburgh. Three team parlay. My only loss was the Raiders, or else I was a big winner. But I like your rug skull. He was the first wide receiver drafted two years ago, and everyone's been comparing him to the receivers from last year and even the receivers this year, like Chase, Waddle, and Devonte Smith. They finally went up and out, go route, hit rugs deep. He had over 150 yards. They were double-teaming Waller. There was no Jacobs. So the Raiders needed someone else to step up, and Ruggs stepped up. So I love it. Raiders look good. Stevie Oki was a DJ opening night in Allegiant Stadium. Who's going to DJ this week? I don't know, but we should find out. The Raiders could move to 3-0. and Ooh, and they take on the Finns. We'll get into it, actually. I, too easy of a segue for me. So what else do you want to underscore here? Do we want some flip notes on other games, other teams, breakdown? We can either go into the Western Standard 6 or talk about uh, something else, whatever you think. Let's, let's do the Western Standard 6. Because, like I said, there's a lot of things to touch on based on this past week's games. Um, you want me to kick things off with the Hawks since it's, I think the lone, it's, it's one of two losses. And I'm, I got both teams on my, I went, I went one in three of the teams I cover. So let me, let me start with a loss. We'll do a win. I'll do a, a, a compliment sandwich here, I guess. Reverse compliment sandwich. So start with the bad, get the good, and then you get the bad again on the, the back half. All of the back half bad won't seem to be so bad if you're the Chargers. So the Hawks, if you watch that game, Seems like, in my opinion, DK Metcalf's maturation process is flatlined. Um, you know, if he wants to become that, when you see a guy like Tyler Lockett outperforming you, now that could be because you're you got the best corner. You're going to draw the best corner on the other team week in week out. So, one issue that needs to be addressed. But I think the biggest issue in which we saw is the depth at linebacker. Now, listen, if you go look at that linebacking core, none of them are from the SEC. In fact, most are from the Pac-12. Man, gosh knows they didn't have anyone like Derrick Henry running down their throats, you know, 30, 35 times a game. And you saw that. guy like K.J. Wright, who's now with the Raiders, you could rely on him. He was all reliable. He'd sit there in the hole, take on the fullback, and at least force a tackle by Wagner. Wagner had 20 tackles. Yeah, big game. 20 tackles. 20. I think I had 20 tackles in my entire football career. <laughs> he did it in one game. He does not want to see. He is, does not want to see Derrick Henry anymore. Let me summarize here. It makes it a little bit tougher for the Hawks to get. I mean, NC West really hard. You got to win. People have talked about maybe three, three, maybe even four teams out of the NFC West. You got to win every non-conference game from here on out, no matter what, because it's going to be a battle when you get in the division play. So Hawks, 
good win at Indy. You know, I think that that hopefully that's not the formula to beat them. Just give your running back. It's rare you're going to get Derrick Henry. The only guy on that stature is maybe Delvin Cook, maybe. So I don't see that happen again, but it is. We'll probably see uh, more teams run against the Hawks. Yeah, if you look at Derrick Henry or King Henry, as we should say, he had a subpar week one. So week two, he came in, rushed for over 180 yards, over 200 yards total offense from the line of scrimmage. He actually caught six balls, which is great from PPR because everyone has him, you know, lower in the RB uh, stack ranking. But he caught some balls. And I think Tennessee struggled with week one is because they wanted to play with their shiny new toys. You know, Julio Jones, they wanted to throw, but they're a running team. So they got back to that. They got back in the win column. I think for the Seahawks and everyone in the NFL, there's not a lot of Derrick Henrys out there. So if you look at the NFC West, I mean, the Niners don't even have a healthy running back. Uh, the Cardinals, Kyler Murray is pretty much going to throw the ball or he's going to run. The Rams are kind of dinged up, but Stafford really wants to sling it. So I think the Hawks will be all right. They're not going to face another Derrick Henry. The defense can't adjust, and they should be okay. But I do agree with you. For all the NFC West teams, they have to win those non-conference games. I hope the next time we see Derrick Henry's in the Super Bowl. Go <laughs> ahead with your team. All right, we'll get into the 49ers. They're in Philadelphia playing the Eagles. The city of brotherly love was not kind to my San Francisco 49ers. Eliza Mitchell. Banged up right shoulder. Trey Sermon, first carry, fumble, and concussed. McNasty, or excuse me, Mick Jamichael Hasty suffered a high ankle sprain. He's day-to-day. He could miss a couple weeks. He might even go on the IR. So if you look for the Niners who got the win in Philly, they came out limping. Now they play Green Bay in San Francisco Sunday night football game. We don't know who's going to be out there for the running back. So I think you're going to see a lot of jet sweeps from Devo. You might even see Trey Lance in there for some RPOs. And they might have to bring and activate Karrion Johnson, who they picked up. And they have this other guy. I don't even know his name. Trent Cannon. He got into the game. Four-string running back. He was on special teams, but everyone was dinged up. So they have to play him. So the Niners, I think they're going to have to use all their weapons. They might even have to do some jet sweeps with Kittle uh, because their running backs are not very healthy. So great win, 2-0. and Now they move on to play the Packers, and Rodgers got right on Monday night. That's going to be a very fun game to watch, but I'm a little nervous heading into it. You know, if, uh, if you're the Niners, like jet sweep, you're going to have to pull, like, the playbook is going to be, like, you're going to have to start drawing up your own plays if you're Mr. Shanahan. Because you're right. you got to get Ayuk. Ayuk's been dead and silent. No catches in the first week. No one's seen him over the top. They've won two games. They're 2-0. and So you can't fault them for, for winning games. It's no There's no pictures on the scorecard. You can call it saying K-win. But what that's saying is they won. It doesn't matter how good or bad they look. And then your your running backs are dinged up. You're right. The the thing they had, I think, going for them, they whenever you play a guy like Jalen Hurts and you're able to bottle up that D and keep him under, I think they kept him under double digits. You know, every every now and again your defense has to win your games, and that's what they did. So if I'm the Niners, I don't know how you get healthy. Is there some sort of like AI elixir they can drink down in there in the Bay Area that that all wounds. I have no idea. 88 acres. 88 sure. acres. 
healing properties of all seeds. But yeah, the Niners are going to be slim at running back. You got to get Debo and Ayuk doing something. Jet sweeps. You're going to have to pull off the oop de oops. You're going to have to let Jimmy. You might even put Trey back there in some wildcat just to get him in the game. There was something different after Green Bay because Green Bay looked pretty darn good. Um, Rodgers was slinging it. God, he was slinging it. So slinging it. The one, I guess, silver lining potentially for the Niners. If you looked at the Monday night game, T.J. Hawkinson had eight catches. He was targeted. He had a touchdown. The Packers struggled with the tight end. So if you can't run the ball, I guess you're just going to throw it to Kittle a lot uh, coming Sunday night. Yeah, if you can get Kittle in a trade right now, do it. Because this team's going to turn into what they were last year, which was 10-yard slant to Kittle, 10-yard out to Kittle, 10-yard seam to Kittle, 10 yards whatever to Kittle. That's that's what's going to be. All right, here's uh, here's the bright side for my three teams that I cover which were the cards. Just thank you. Thanks to the uh, Vikings kicker. You can't <laughs> kick in Cardinals in Glendale, apparently. Like I, I witnessed a game where there is multiple field goals, the lowest scoring overtime game of all time. I witnessed and guys, Hauschka couldn't kick a field goal for whatever reason, in Glendale. It's like that commercial in Bud Light where they all blow at the same time. The ball goat, you know, it's something's going on. Like the AC, the HVAC director is playing games. But they did win that game. And here's who the cards remind me of. They won. Any guesses? Mike Coogs under Mike Leach. Okay. Just running, gunning, letting Kyler do Kyler. I mean, with Rondell Moore now out of Purdue, who was kind of an afterthought in the wide receiver course this past draft. And then you got A.J. Green who showed up. You always got D-Hop. And then you got Christian Kirk who had two TDs in that first first week <laughs> granted all those guys aren't going to have the opportunities they've had the last two weeks but hey for them it was whoever had the ball last one or whoever had the ball last and misses a field goal loses effectively so you know for me the cards isaiah simmons showed up david collins has only had four tackles today isaiah simmons has got like 18 so he's playing well on the defensive side of the ball there's still a mystery in the secondary he's still like jalen thompson buddha baker buddha can come up and cover the run i think the past defense is where they've hit last week kirk cousin just sliced and diced them i mean jordan jefferson's a great wide receiver um even that third guy who put up i think 100 yards uh for the vikings so net there you just got to get a little bit better on defense and let Kyler continue to do what Kyler does because I bet you defensive coordinators can't scheme for a guy like that. He looks a little like Russ, actually too close. So, Shout out to Rondale Moore, rookie, got his first touchdown, a 77-yard touchdown on a Kyler scramble. And I think you're going to see more, more involved in the offense. And you're going to see – the receivers, they're going to spread the wealth around them. So it's going to be hard to shut down Kyler. It's going to be hard to shut down Cardinals. And if Kyler keeps playing like this, we might have to change his last name from Murray to MVP. Look out for Kyler Murray. He's looking good. All right, let's go to the Rams. So the Rams were in Indy. And I think Matthew Stafford found his new best friend, Cooper Cup. Because it was out routes, bubble screens, option routes. He runs them all, and he throws the Cooper all the time. Cup had nine catches, 163 yards, and two touchdowns. 
Carson Wentz got banged up, had to leave the game. And who did they turn to? Montlake Jake. Your boy, Jacob Eason, UW, via Georgia. Got in there. Game on the line. And what does he do? Interception to Jalen Ramsey. As Jalen waves goodbye to the Indianapolis Colts, the Rams go to 2-0. and Stafford's looking good. They're throwing the ball. The defense is playing well. They had two big stops in the first half. One concern is, is Daryl Henderson Jr. has a rib injury. We're not sure the status on that. So fantasy football players, pick up Sonny Michelle if you haven't already. Listen, everything comes back to Washington. Cooper Cup, Yakima's finest. You get the best hops, great wine out in Yakima. Wonderful place to go, um, either summer or winter. Went to Eastern Washington, played on the red turf. Cooper Cup, dud. Montlake Jake is not, sorry, Jake Locker is Montlake Jake. Jake Eason wasn't there long enough to anoint himself of any Montlake Jake. He's Montlake. He's uh, the Ab Jake or whatever, the lesser Jake in this in this uh, UW mentality or whatever you want to take. Um, what did I see? Indy is a weird place to play. The Hawks you saw there, it's kind of just drab, right? Carson Wentz is trying to figure it out. Wasn't the best game by the Rams. Wasn't the worst game. Again, it's the same thing with the Niners. There's no pictures on the scorecard. You put up some points. Bobby Woods hasn't showed up yet. Still got some weapons. You're a little dinged up. Um, Akers is out for the year, so you got to figure out that running back position. Sony Michelle can be Sony Michelle of, you know, his first two years. A glimpse of that, he'll be fine on offense. So Rams are who they are. Good team. Stafford's looked strong ROI with Stafford today, better than Goff. Stafford Stafford's forty times probably a full two seconds faster than Goff too. Goff well, if you see God, the offense, God, it's completely God. different now. Now that they can go vertical, it's like a big play here or there where with Goff, it was just small passes. It was screens. They had to slowly inch their way up the field. You know, Stafford's going vertical, and Cup's been benefiting so far, but Bobby Woods will get into it, and so will Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun, okay, maybe. Um, real quick, I didn't realize I covered the Raiders. Yeah. Um, I will take that though. Two and zero. Oh. So as Mr. Bruno joins us, I'm sure he loves the Raiders. Um, and my dog oh. enters the the studio. Tony, we're just we're summarizing last week of our uh, our Western Standard Six. Are you on the? Are we on now? Are you actually on? We are, my friend. We are. Oh, I thought you wanted me to wait till nine o'clock, but I'm ready to go, man. I'm chomping at the bit. Okay. I got to break in because I haven't announced this nationally yet, but I have tested positive for COVID. So I think we should wear masks on tonight's program so that we don't, we don't infect the rest of the country. No, I've, I have a face shield right here, Tony. No problem. Okay. I'll break that out. Right and away. the good news <laughs> is at least I got double vaccinated before I got the COVID, before I got COVID-19. Unlike the 10 times before I was even vaccinated where I tested negative and never had it. And again, I'm not telling people not to get vaxxes. Go get the shots. I'm just giving reaction to what happened to me. So I posted it on Twitter a little while ago, and then people are coming at me like I'm anti-science. All I'm giving is my opinion on how I react after having two shots. And now that I have COVID and I was stunned to have it, you know, I'm alive. But people want you to die. I think that's the problem right now, guys. People want you to die 
because they think you're unvaccinated, which I'm not. But they, the unvaccinated people are, are the evil people now. And the vaccinated people like me, we're supposed to be wishing death on those people. That's I don't, I don't get what's going on in this country, guys. I know it's not about football, but I just had to get that off my chest before I go to sleep for the night. <laughs> no, no. Well, we're glad to have you on the show, and we're glad you're doing all right. Sorry about the COVID news. And That's okay. I, I don't feel. I, I just feel tired and stuff. It's not like I'm dying. I'm not on a ventilator. You know, thankfully, you know, I'm, I'm taking zinc and all the other therapeutics now, because getting another shot to me is not going to make me any better. I just want to take therapeutic. Remember when you get the flu and you go to your doctor and you say, hey, go home, you know, take a couple of aspirin and then write you a prescription. Oh, you know, you have uh, bronchitis. Here's some antibiotics. Now, when you get COVID, you know, it's like, well, go home and hope you don't get worse. And if you do, we'll put you in an, you know, in an ICU unit. There's got to be some happy medium after you get the vaccines and you still get COVID, which is now proven to be a case. Not everybody dies when they get it. People get better. But since I'm in that age group of 69 years of age, you know, I'm in that area. I want to make sure that I don't give it to my my grandkids, my kids. And so I did the right thing. So doing the right thing doesn't guarantee you anything. And I'm not saying that because I'm anti-vax. I'm just saying that you got to be careful out there. It doesn't matter if because the variant, there is no nothing is, is out there to stop the variant now. It's like a flu shot. You know, you get a flu shot and then a new flu strain is out there and it's not in the shot they give you. So you still get the flu. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that don't get the shots. I'm just saying that I give reactions to me because I was shocked when I got the note from my doctor today that I tested positive for COVID. Um, you're not alone, Tony, because I think half the Buccaneers team is, is currently tested positive as well. So um, Most guys in baseball, yeah. you know, the funny thing is in baseball, you see guys testing positive and then they get on the COVID list. Remember when Roger Goodell said any player that tests positive, we're going to forfeit the game. You notice yeah. how fast they walked that back because there's no <laughs> way. I mean, even the NBA commissioner realized that he'd have to go through the Players Association before he can mandate players in his league having to be vaccinated. The NBA Players Association say, hell no, we're not doing that. And the NFL is now scurrying, you know, like, oh, you're going to forfeit. Do you think anybody was going to forfeit a game? in the NFL based on one guy testing positive? No, they they, they put him in, in quarantine and they take him off the field and they play the games. It would be, the NFL would be, you talk about a black eye, which they had a lot last year with the way everything went. At least the NFL guys, to, to their credit, they at least played football. They had their whole, you know, they had the, the training camps. Well, they didn't have much training camp, but last year they had their draft that went off. They had, uh, they had some OTAs, but not big. And then they played a season. You know, so football did it right last year. They're doing it right again this year. Baseball was a mess last year. You know, the, the baseball, hockey, and basketball had to go into bubbles, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with taking precautions. But the overreaction of the people who are mad that all these sports arenas are filled with people who want to go out and enjoy their lives. That's the thing I never got. People want to go to games. See the, the stadiums full? How can anybody be angry that people who have been locked down in their houses for almost two years want to go out and enjoy life for a change. Tony, yeah. you, you bring up you bring up a good point because even the the Saints had eight coaches. Jameis Winston had to play player coach this past week, which is a horrible, horrible formula to try to win a game, and we saw that. But you're right. They're not going to stop games from being played. No matter – it's we'll put you on the sideline. We'll marginalize any, any – 
any instance of making it political, but just stay over here, be quiet. We'll continue to play the games and just pray Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson and the like don't get it because that's when you take these stars out of the game, you know, the, the shit will hit the proverbial fan, right? Exactly. So, but I have a question to ask though, guys, because I'm looking at my latest, uh, these aren't the latest, this is from earlier today, but I, you mentioned the Rams and the Tampa Bay game, which is the late, one of the late games on Sunday. Why did that line flip? The Rams were two and a half point favorites at home, and now I'm seeing it that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are one point favorites. How did that happen? I know gambling happens. Well, I, I mean, think... a lot of money's going on Tampa Bay. I know that reason. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, Tony. It could be COVID related. To be candid, yeah. like uh, the Bucks have some issues, but that that'd be weird that the line flipped and the Bucks have issues. You'd think it'd be the other way around. So. Yeah, because the Bucks obviously, you know, they look great. I mean, Brady's going crazy. You know all the numbers, four four touchdowns and how many consecutive games now, and they go out to the Rams who have looked good. But the Rams, you know, they've looked good, but. They're playing at home, and the you know Tampa. This is their first. This is their first road game. So they played well at home, but now you look at the situation. Did they play first their first two games at home? See, I'm starting to get delusional now. I know Carolina's played their first two games at home, and they're finally going on the road in the Thursday night game, and that's that's an interesting game because a lot of people are wondering about the, you know, the the, the rookie quarterback playing the kid from Stanford, who didn't look good last year when he was thrown into the last week when he was thrown into the game. But you don't expect a guy who's not expected to play to go in there, no matter how highly ranked he was. Remember, when he was when he was in high school in 2017, he was like the number one quarterback recruit in the entire country. And we're talking about uh, the kid who was at Stanford, Mills. didn't play much. Yes, Davis Mills. It sounds like a when you're ty- a, a when you're, when you're Tyrod get- Taylor's backup though, you're, you you got to know you can you're going to be in the game at some point because that guy well, punctured lung. Yeah, so. But Davis Tony, Mills, got, doesn't that sound like something? We got in a, 10 in a, games, in a mall? Tony. <laughs> 10 games for you. And I pray that you're better than last week's guest because he was horrendous. <laughs> this guy couldn't put it together. He had no charisma. He he was the worst guest we've ever had on this show. Really? So the bar is so he it is so low. In fact, we didn't even release the episode. That's how bad it was. You know, really he's playing with you. We we had Eric Burns on last week. He had a lot of charisma, but his picks didn't go in the right way. So all right, I thought so. You're joking it because Eric Burns is one of the greats. <laughs> I didn't know who you were talking about. I thought Eric Burns is a legend. I mean, yes. without Eric Burns, we wouldn't be sitting here talking to that on No Filter Net. You know, Eric and and, and guy, you know, the guys who've all been canceled. Have you guys been canceled? See, yep. we're we're part of the cancel culture. We've been canceled. So now we all want, we're like the island of misfit toys. We, Tony, <laughs> you, you've got to you've got to have fans and a following to be canceled. So <laughs> Big Ben and I haven't gotten the fans yet. <laughs> I didn't even Tony, tweet out that I was coming on because, you know, I, I was on Twitter a little bit and I was going through all the lines and the latest stuff and, you know, my picks. Because I prepare for these shows. I don't just sit down and say, let me make up some picks and see what happens. I mean, I come prepared. You know, I could have ma- I actually was ready to go at 6 p.m. Eastern time. I did all this work after I got back from the doctor and blood tests and setting up appointments. And I'm like, I want to make sure I get there instead of laying down and taking a nap before the show. I said, you know what? Let me get in here and start working. Then all of a sudden I see the email that it's it's 9 p.m., 6 p.m. Western time, 9 p.m. Eastern time. And I'm like, 
what am I going to do for the next three hours? I couldn't go take a nap. <laughs> so I've been in here getting ready and, uh, and bitching on Twitter about uh, the vaccine. And, and I'm a bitching about the vaccine. I'm bitching. I'm just telling people. You know what the amazing thing to me is? You put something on Twitter about your personal life. Because I have a lot of fans who are like, hey, you know, I know you haven't been feeling good. You okay? And so I, I said I tested positive today. And you would think that I'm now denouncing science or I'm an anti-vaxxer or I'm telling people don't get vaccinated. It's, it's, it's absurd. And then people are telling me that I don't know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about myself. If I don't know what's happening to myself, who the hell do I? I don't tell other people. I don't know what's going on in other people's <laughs> lives. So when, when people question you for basically reporting what's happening to you, then you know this world is completely screwed up, guys. Agreed. You know what's not screwed up, Tony? The fact that you only need to get eight right this week out of 10 to take the outright lead in our pick em. So it's 10 games. Okay, when yeah, I never got that. I can, I, I, I'll have 10 picks for you, but I, I only had like six. Because, you know, we usually do a six-pack of picks. But if you need 10, okay. so are you going to tell me the games or do you want me to pick the 10 games? Yeah. We're going to no, okay, we're gonna, gonna, we're gonna tell you the games and then we're going to go through, we're going to banter around the games and you'll pick the winner. So at uh, Big Ben and K-Win NFL Huddle, we decided to go with 10 games. And why we went with 10 games is because we didn't know what was going to happen with the season. And also, you know, some weeks there's 16 games, some weeks there's 14. We decided to keep it even. And at the end of the year, the guest with the most picks, the correct picks, will win a great special prize. We'll come back on, present the trophy, and it will be a big on-air party at No Filter. Now, you so guys are on the West Coast, right? Yes. Now, where are you both in the same place? So, no, I'm in Los Angeles, but I'm originally from the Bay Area, and I listened to a lot of you at KMBR and Gary Radnich. So oh, it's beautiful. It's a pleasure to have you on. Now, where's Big Ben from? And Tony, I'm up in Seattle. So I, I, all I listen to is passive aggressive sports radio about what we maybe should do with Russell Wilson, and uh, and a lot of grunge, though, right? And a lot of grunge. You have to listen. Mm. Oh, Pearl, my, my wife won't let me listen to anything else but Eddie Vedder, Dave Matthews, and uh, maybe the occasional uh, Nirvana. So you're exactly <laughs> right, my friend. So I got to ask you about Seattle before we get to the picks. That that loss. I mean, are, are people going? Well, you know, Seattle, they're pretty chill out there. They're great fans. I mean, there's no doubt about that. They're pretty chill out there. What was the reaction when they get, let that game get away from them? So, so listen, we don't see a guy like Derrick Henry in the NFC West. Look across the running backs. Daryl Henderson, Raheem Mozart, who can't stay on the field. And then you got, you know, down in, in uh, Arizona, you got no one that scares you. You know, James Conner and Chase Edmonds, right? So just the product of a different different team. The NFC West airs it out. You got Stafford chucking the ball around. You got uh, you know Kyler Murray chucking the ball around, and then Jimmy Garoppolo throwing ten yard ends to George Kittle all day. So it's just a matter of we didn't have the linebacker depth to sh throw eight linebackers in the box and stop Henry. Like that's that's it. And you and know he, the amazing I, thing I about that, though, Ben. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You know, Tennessee looked horrible, and they looked horrible early in this game. You think, oh, they're going to get housed again. But once they started getting Derrick Henry going, it was only a, like a switch was flipped, man. And then they couldn't stop him. You know, it reminded nope. me of the, of the, of the National uh, College Championship game, USC against Texas, when everybody knew they had one guy to stop. I mean, the USC fans, I'm sitting there in the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, 
USC fans were leaving, figuring this game was over. And then all of a sudden, Vince Young, single-handedly, and they knew they had to stop him, and they couldn't stop him, and he single-handedly won that game. Right. Exactly right. Exactly right. All right, we're one day away from this game, K. Win. Let's get into it. All right, it. so Thursday night game. This is the first game. We've got the Carolina Panthers in Houston. I'm calling this, Tony, the Battle of Stanford alums. You have Christian McCaffrey, one of the best running backs in the game, Stanford alum. Davis Mills, 11 starts at Stanford. Didn't play much behind K.J. Costello, but he's in behind center this week. So who do you like, Carolina or Houston? Now, are we talking straight up? Oh, oh, and one, one other thing, one other thing, Tony, we just pick winners. There's no spread, so it's just no straight spreads. up winners. No, no spreads. Sp- line bet. Money this line is too bet. easy, man. This is too easy. Yeah. That's what Burns exactly. said last week, and he only got six. Well, because there were, you know, there were a lot of upsets. I mean, there, let's be honest. The first two weeks, you know, there were a lot of home dogs. Remember last week, all the one o'clock games, I think six of the nine, of the nine one o'clock starts, the home teams were the underdogs. And like the Eagles were on the dog and a lot of people picked them to win and they didn't because they couldn't score in the first half against the 49ers. But they were in that game in the first half. They dominated. They couldn't put points on the board. And the Niners, a good team with a good coaching staff and veterans, they came back and found a way to win. So that's too easy. I mean, is Houston going to make it an interesting game? They're at home. Their fans will be psyched up. But there's no way Carolina's losing that game. They're going 3-0. and You could put that down in ink. Okay. Carolina. By the way, my, and of course, I have a lot of friends on there. That uh, One of their tight ends, their coach, of course, was a friend of mine when he coached at Temple. So I, I have a lot, a lot of friends on the Carolina Panthers. And I really, really feel good for Sam Darnold. Imagine Jets fans now who ran that guy out of there, and now all of a sudden he's out there, and then they got a young guy out there who's throwing four interceptions in his first game. That proves one thing. It's so hard to play in New York, and there's no doubt that Darnold was under the pressure in New York and that, and that Jets organization has been a mess for a long, long time. And again, I'm not saying this kid's not going to be any good. But when you look at you, you look at the way he played last week, and obviously Bill Parcells feasted on a young quarterback. But I mean, I don't know yeah. how you know. Is he going to be okay? The, the difference between the, the two, the Texans and Carolina Panthers, is one has Christian McCaffrey, the other one doesn't. Yeah. The other one has David Johnson, who's washed up. Um, Mark Ingram, who's washed up even more, and then Philip Lindsay, who they cast off from Denver because they drafted Javante Williams. So that's who's – I agree with you. And the, da- and the other thing, the unsung league. thing, the one thing about Carolina that people aren't paying attention to is their defense. I mean, yeah. even if they had a yeah. good offense in Houston, they're not going to get many points or many yards against that Carolina defense. So the offense, we know how good it is. We know how great McCaffrey is. But you look at the Carolina defense and the young studs they have there, Again, are they going to make a run? Who knows? But they're two and all, and they looked impressive in both games. And there's no way that they should lose this game in Houston tomorrow night. I agree. No way. I got uh, Carolina as well. So if we move on, Chargers are playing in Kansas City. Chiefs try to rally from that devastating loss on Sunday night. Who do you like? Well, the Cowboys. I mean, you know, the Chargers did. They should have won that game. And I think that that game. I hate to. I hate to play the refs with. That game was tanked. The refs wanted the Dallas – the league wanted the Dallas Cowboys to win. Is there any doubt about that? Right. I hate to play the nope. fixed conspiracy theory game, but there's no way they wanted the Dallas Cowboys to lose that game. They didn't want the Dallas right. Cowboys 0-2 going into a Monday night game against the Eagles 
the next week in a big rivalry. And so did, did the Cowboys play well? Absolutely. Did they have a lot of guys hurt? Absolutely. Pollard, you know, was a great running back, and they got a two-headed monster now. And Dak, you can't knock the guy. He's playing great. But the bottom line is there's no way that that, that, uh, that they should have lost that game, that the San Diego, Los Angeles, whatever chargers they are right now. And so I like that when you talk about straight up in that game, again, I thought we were doing point spreads. When straight up is just straight too up. easy, guys. It's just too easy. That's so I'm going to go. Words. I'm take Kansas City's going to win the game. I mean, the Chargers aren't going to bounce back in that game. I know Kansas City's defense looked really suspect and lost the other night. Kansas City's at home. The Chargers are in a tough spot here, and they're, they're eight-point underdogs. Now, can they go in there and surprise the Chargers? Possibly. But I'm telling you, I just think the Chargers have too much talent, and I think Herbert is so good. This is going to be a slugfest. If this becomes one of those wild and wacky games where they put up 60 points, it could be anybody's game. But the way the Chiefs' defense played, that scares you a little bit. But I don't know whether Justin Herbert and that offense is going to be able to overcome that, especially in Kansas City where the fans are, have got to be shaking their heads. Nuts. That game on Monday night, the way they let that game get away. Oh, Jesus. They're, yeah, the you know, you're right. I, I feel like it's, it was a letdown game for the Chiefs against the Ravens. They hadn't lost to them, I think, ever since Lamar Jackson, their big quarterback. They're going to be pissed off. Andy Reid's going to have – four stakes before the game yep. and be absolutely just and, and if you've ever have you ever been to Arrowhead? Absolutely, yes. Tony. It's, Great stadium. It's it it's banana. It's out in the middle of nowhere. It's just concrete and the, you can hear it from Topeka. It's that and the loud, interesting so. thing is people don't realize how old it is. I mean, that complex there, you know, where the Royal Stadium and it's like in Philly where you have the baseball stadium and the football stadium right next to each other. In Philly, the two stadiums are rather new compared to Kansas City. But Kansas City, mm -hmm. I mean, that stadium, to me, but Green Bay, I mean, you know, Lambeau to me is my favorite place because the fans are great. The atmosphere is great. You're sitting on benches. I mean, that's real. That's that's the closest thing to a college atmosphere I've felt in the NFL because that's that's a real football stadium. I'm not saying these other places. Seattle's obviously loud. There's some great stadiums. But to me, there's no no, no place better than, than Lambeau Field. Have you guys been to Lambeau? I have. Uh, I had the chance to do the ultimate guys trip. We did Chicago, um, Wrigley to do, uh, see, it was Cubs, Cardinals on a Friday night. And then we drove up to Lambeau and saw uh, Packers play the Bears on a Sunday night all in one weekend. It was unbelievable. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, that's a great trip. And then you go to the College Football Hall of Fame. You go to Notre Dame. I did that whole thing. You go into the Green Bay area. Then you, you have to go over to to Canton and you got to go to Notre Dame and you got to, you know, you got to go to go to touchdown Jesus. Even if you're not Catholic, you've got to stand up and do a touchdown and then kneel before, uh, you know, right in front of the Lombardi statue in Green Bay. I mean, you know, and Arab Parsegian, the whole bit, that's sacred land out there. That's, that's sacred territory. When you go, when you're talking about Green Bay Packers and Notre Dame, whether you like the teams or not, it's still a special vibe out there. 100%. Now, if we move Tony. to Jacksonville, Yes. The Cardinals play in Duval. They play the Jags. Is that going to be a sacred ground and a sacred win for the Jaguars this week? Uh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. They already have odds out on the coaches on the hot seat. And people are already saying, people, the media, oh, man, Urban Meyer, he's not the right guy to, to fix that situation. You know, Trevor Lawrence. He should be winning. You know, his first game, he was, you know, they were favorite, I think. And then so all of a sudden, the, the, the walls come crashing in. 
do I think Jacksonville's terrible? No, but their their defense isn't very good. And as good as Trevor Lawrence is, he needs help around him. That team that team wasn't stacked. The reason they got him is because they sucked. That's how you get the number <laughs> one pick. You don't get the number one pick because you're good. So he was sitting there. He was the best guy. He's got the best hair without any question. And I can say that as a man with no hair. But I mean, Trevor Lawrence, you can't, it's not, it's not that you're anti-Trevor Lawrence. It's just that, you know, the Arizona Cardinals, Tyler Murray, and I said this, I said this last year, people were down on Kyler. Oh, he's just a gimmick guy. This guy is a legit flat out superstar. Right now, what he he's a magician out there. And it's great to see a lot of these young quarterbacks, guys, who just go out there and when they step in, they don't need three, four, or five years to develop. Those are the guys, I mean, Carson Wentz and then he got hurt a lot. But you see guys who come into the league and they're ready to go from day one. You know, like there are guys, there are those, there's more and more of those guys right now in the NFL coming out maybe a year to watch, but then they're right in there and you know they belong. You can tell when a guy belongs in the NFL with a lot of these young quarterbacks. Yep. Yeah. And, and there's a Jacksonville started the season 1 0 last year. They haven't won since. Yeah. And some could say that Trevor Lawrence actually had a better offense last year when he was playing for Clemson than he does this <laughs> season. So here's my other take here. Urban Meyer very well could jump on that plane, do a quick stopover in AZ and pop up to LA because that USC job isn't going to look too bad after he continues to have to deal with all the stuff in and around the NFL. So. He might pull a Nick Saban who went to Miami and then went back back to yeah. the SEC after he experienced yeah, people, that. People are saying that, right? By the way, our buddy Joe Manuelli checking in now on the chat stream. Hey, Stephen, Thrill and Bernsey are wondering where you are. LOL. <laughs> Luker, get out of here. There he is. I would love He's Steve on. Luker. Steve Luker is one of the most dedicated and loyal, no filter listeners, viewers, and participants. He's he comes on. He's on my show every Friday night when we do it on Friday nights. Obviously, with you guys and Bernsey. You know, Bernsey does like six shows a day now, so yeah. it's almost impossible <laughs> not to catch Bernsey on No Filter Network. I think he should. He he just basically has. He should have a 24-hour camera on him a and just follow him around. There should <laughs> be a camera awesome. when he sleeps at night just to see what hey. his dreams are. You see what you can tell what Tony, he's dreaming. Is he? Is he? Is he washed that towel that's hanging off the back of his? his door yet that thing looked like it was hard as a rock last time we were on with us jeez but no and then that joke that says up. he's never forgiven saban for dumping his dolphins you know what i'm saying yeah but did he make the hey, wrong listen. move no uh no no if he made the wrong move you know bill parcells you know made a move and then he left how about parcells i mean parcells took a job and then didn't want it so I wouldn't be surprised, seriously. Not that there's a lot of pressure on Urban Meyer in Jacksonville, because, you know, with all due respect to the fans down there, that's not like a diehard NFL. That's more college football territory down there. So, Theater country. You know, nobody expects the Jacksonville Jaguars to be great. And so, but they're excited that they have a young quarterback. But does anybody think that the Jacksonville Jaguars could make a run and be a playoff team this year? No. Hell no. No, they don't have, they don't have Blake Bortles at quarterback. That's their issue. Exactly. <laughs> right, now talking Next about game, Kwin. Let's go. All right, we got how many of my shots so far? I, I don't want to ramble between these games, but I, I just have to do it so I can stay awake and have enough energy to make the bed and take heavy medication and go to sleep till tomorrow afternoon. We got ten minutes to get through seven games. 
Okay, yeah, let's roll. About a minute a game. Let's roll. This, this this one will be a good one because we've got Danny Dimes, not one of those quarterbacks that's looked good coming into the NFL. Oh, man. We've got the 0-2 Falcons against the 0-2 Giants. Who do you like? I don't like either. I, th- I think this game should be uh, – <laughs> I think this game should be on, like, uh, Nickelodeon or someplace. You know? <laughs> <laughs> how, you f- how bad is it in New York? Cancel, cancel this game. The Jets suck. The Giants suck. The Mets get the bed. The Yankees are going to have to play like crazy to hopefully get in, which they're not going to. I mean, yeah. it's going to be a long, long, already been a long spring and a long summer. Now it's going to be a long winter because the Nets aren't going anywhere. The Nets will be good. But anyway, enough about New York. You know, if the Giants don't win this game, because Atlanta's been horrible. So everybody thinks that Atlanta's going to go down there. They're going to stink it up. But the Giants, they're favored at home. I think the Giants find a way to win because let's be honest, they're stinking offside in that in that game, cost them the game. They had that game won until the guy in the middle jumps offside on a missed field goal attempt. So the Giants should have at least one win there. And that to me, that's why I think they get a win. Danny Dimes isn't horrible. Uh, I, I he just looked good last I, week. He did look good. I, I think he's getting a lot. Of, I, I think. I think the coaching staff, I think Joe Judge has made some dumb moves around that organ. He didn't know what you couldn't use a timeout. I mean, that's just stupidity. So I think Joe Judge will probably be on the hot seat this year, but I don't think Danny Dimes is it. I'm taking the Giants. Basically, All long right. story short, Giants hey, win the game. Tony, you know what they tell you on special teams? Literally, drill into your mind. This is what the special teams watch the ball. Watch. The ball, exactly. meaning if exactly. you are on that line, you do not move. You don't try to jump the stamp, snap or anything. You have that guy jumping over the, the back of someone else to try to block it. Watch. And, of course, what does he do? Doesn't watch the ball, jumps off sides. Second time, you don't miss two in a row if you're kicking. Exactly. You're right. They blew it. All right. Moving to Las Vegas. Joe Manuelli might be jumping on Southwest flight to Las Vegas to see his Dolphins play the Raiders. We got Miami. At Allegiant Stadium, playing the two and zero Raiders. The you greatness, like, Tony? the greatness of the Raiders. I mean, this is my number one lock of the weekend. Now, I don't, I don't think Ooh. the you know the Raiders aren't going to go undefeated, but they look good, man. And already, you, when you talk some early MVP, I know two games in we're talking about MVP. Nobody's playing better. Nobody playing better than the quarterback for your Oakland, Los Angeles, Anaheim, uh, whatever, uh, <laughs> Kansas City. Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders are a lock. This is stealing money. I'm talking about straight up. This is the lock of the year. Vegas Raiders winning this one. Joe. Joe thinks Jacoby Brissett's going to just put the team on his shoulders and take the fins to a win. Joe will think, Joe thinks Dan Marino can still (laughs) run out there and play and hand the ball off. And find Mark Duper and the Marx Brothers and, and hand the ball off to Irving Fryer. Irving Fryer. You know, if this game was in Miami. Well, no, wait. Didn't they play in Miami and get boat raced by Buffalo 30? I know they lost two. Yeah, they didn't but even Jacoby score. But Jacoby Brissett, seriously, come on, man. All right, let's get to a game that's not much of a laughter. We've got the defending champs, the Bucks, in L.A. SoFi Stadium playing against the Rams. The spread has changed a little bit this week. It flipped, yeah. Who do you like, Tony? Oh man, it's hard going against Tampa Bay, man. You know, I don't care if I don't care if their entire team has COVID. 
the Rams are good. Don't get me wrong. They're, you know, they made a great choice at Stafford, but they haven't, you know, as good as they've looked, they still have, to me, they're not, they're not the perfect team. Their defense is good, obviously, and they're playing in their own stadium. I just think that, I, I think Tampa Bay right now is clicking on all cylinders. There's not one part of that team that's weak. And so I think Brady is on a roll. He's got all these weapons. He can do anything he wants out there. He keeps, he looks younger than he did five years ago when people thought he was shot. I'm taking the Buccaneers until somebody finds a way to beat him. I know that's a tough spot there, and a lot of people are going to jump on the Rams because they're home. I'm taking Tampa Bay to win in Los Angeles. All right. Don't, Antonio Brown on the COVID list. I don't think it matters either, Tony. Nah. Uh, yeah, the Bucks. The stinking, Bucks the stinking Green Bay Packers cost me a four a four-leg parlay. The easiest part of that parlay the other night was their best receiver scoring an anytime touchdown, and he was the guy that didn't score any touchdowns. <laughs> so I had everything else. I had I had Aaron Rodgers. I had the line. I had the Packers with the spread. I had uh, Aaron, uh, what's his name, the running back, Aaron you know, getting more than 65 yards. He scored like six touchdowns. How the hell – does their, the best receiver in football, or at least one of them, not get any touchdowns in that game, costing me $400? Not costing me. I only, I only played a $50 parlay. That was the easiest of the four legs, and that was the one I lost. And that's an outrage. Not like the guy who had a 10. Did you see the guy who had the 10-leg parlay yeah. for $25? And he had he the Detroit the Lions as the only one that missed $737,000, and he needed the stinking Lions to win. Man, that's got to hurt. Got to hurt. And you know what's going to hurt? If Big Ben's Seahawks lose in Minnesota this weekend to go to Ooh. one and two, we've got Seattle in Minnesota. Who are you picking, Tony? Uh, you know who's on, you know another coach on the hot seat? That's your Minnesota Vikings coach. He's on the hot seat right now. Is there any doubt about that? No doubt about it. Dalvin Cook is hurt. He's got a sprained ankle, and they said they've got to play him because they have to win. Talk about a coach and a team that's under under pressure. And you know what Minnesota has next week? They've got Cleveland at home. So they got Cleveland at home next week. And then you got this situation here. I'll tell you, man. No bueno. Take the Hawks. Move along. Yeah, I got to take the Seahawks. That loss. Okay. You know, and I know, I know, I know the quarterback, Russell Wilson, lost a, a, one of his mentors, and obviously his head yeah. was not all there. But he he played pretty well. I mean, he wasn't the problem in that yeah. game. He wasn't the problem at all. I'm taking the Hawks. I'll take the Seahawks. Seahawks. All right, we got the Jets against the Broncos. The two and O Broncos. <laughs> yeah. You know, I would think the Jets would have a chance, except for one thing: they're going to Denver, so they can't win at home. <laughs> They can't win at home, and Denver's been great. Let's be honest, Denver's looked spectacular. And I had them I had them the first two weeks. So why would I not have the Denver Broncos to win straight up now when they're at home and they're a big favorite over the stinking Jets? The Jets are not going to lose all their games, but they're not going into Denver and winning. You could put that one in the bank. I'm putting it in bold here for you, Tony. It's put going that in, in bold. Crypto. Whatever you have, bullion, cash. You don't get any extra points for bold, but we'll remember that if they do lose. All right. That we'll come back to you. Yeah. We've got two locked bets from Tony. We're going to need one more so we can turn it into a parlay. <laughs> All right. That's moving into the bit. Sunday night game, you've got Green Bay against my San Francisco 49ers. Packers 1-1, one and one, 
Got a big win Monday night. Niners are limping their way into this game. I might be running back because they don't have any healthy running backs, it looks like. Who are you picking yeah. in this game? Well, you know, obviously San Francisco is the easy choice. They're two and oh, what? They're seven two and oh teams. I'm just I got a feeling, not because the Packers are good, you know, but I mean they didn't get Devontae Adams into the end zone last week. And you can see them getting better and more and more into the rhythm because obviously they didn't show up in week one. You know, Brett Favre was the Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers was out there getting his hair dyed so he can get it all nice up for TV and the new State Farm commercial. <laughs> I'm going to pick the upset here. I'm taking the Green Bay Packers to go into San Francisco, or actually in Santa Clara, and win on Sunday night football. Because they're only two-and-a-half-point underdogs. So why can't they win this game outright? They can. I think the Packers win in San Francisco. Two things here you don't know, Tony, is – Aaron Rodgers actually had Aaron Jones on his fantasy team last week. That's why things turned out the way they did. It had to and be. Two, it had to be. It, Aaron it, it Jones had, had a be, great right? game. He's, but how do you not get the ball to Devontae Adams? How do you not, he how does he not score he in a game Devontae. where you put up a million points? It's an outrage. And I bet you I could see it. Man bun and a full denim Levi's jeans jacket walking into the stadium just to mock all of San Fran, Santa Clara. I, I I agree with you. There's just not enough firepower with the Niners right now. And by the I way, see... you know I love San Francisco, but I got to say the most disappointing new stadium I've seen in the last 10 years is the one in Santa Clara. You know, because they had the Super Bowl there and I was there and the internet didn't work. How do you have a Super Bowl in the, in the internet and high-tech capital of the world and not have functioning internet for the media? You know, and I'm not one of these whiny media guys, but the the internet didn't work in downtown San Francisco at the Moscone Center, where the media center was, or at the stadium. Nobody could get internet. It couldn't get online. How do you not have internet in San Francisco? Irony. Or good internet. I don't know. I mean, it had internet. It's like, it was like dial-up. Everyone there should I was checking my notes. AOL account out there. <laughs> oh, all right. A true... Rivalry. Now, Tony, you you live in Philly. You went to Temple. So exactly. this is this has got to be a big game. This is the game of the week, the Tony Bruno game of the week. It's got to be. Eagles and the Cowboys. Cowboys versus Monday Eagles. Monday night football. You know, both, both one and one after Goodell made a phone call and put the fix in last week call. against the Chargers. I'm telling you right now, though, I know the Cowboys are banged up, and nobody knows what to expect of the Eagles. Nobody thought they'd blow out Atlanta. And nobody thought that at the way they played it, they didn't get points when they had a 91-yard pass all the way down in scoring. And one guy steps out of bounds on a touchdown and had to be called back. So, they, you know, everybody's ripping on the, on the on the quarterback there. But the bottom line is he, he made a lot of small throws. But he made two big throws, and they were set up. There should have been two more touchdowns on the board. Forget about the other, you know, the blocked kick. They should have had 14 more points on the board, and they lost by six. So the Eagles were in that game. But I don't think they're going to be able to go to Dallas and win. I think the Cowboys are playing so well right now. They got they got something. They got a mojo going. They got the two running back, the two-headed running back situation. Their defense is playing better. And I just think this is a bad spot for the Eagles. Because if they had beaten San Francisco, gone down there 2-0, and then the heat would have been all on Dallas. But now at 1-1, one and one, the Eagles go down there coming off a stinker where their offense is now questionable. And their defense couldn't get off the field against the Niners. I just think Dallas wins this game, and they may win this game easily. It's not one of those close, even though the point spread is only three and a half, four points, 
I think the I don't think the Eagles have a chance in this game. And I, I, I could be a homer. You see, you wouldn't expect me to be a homer and make the homer pick. I'm a football analyst. I break these games down, guys. I don't just get and throw darts and pick a game out of a hat. This is scientific breakdown that you normally would have to pay extra money to get. Shit. All right, 10-way parlay. <laughs> I'm playing it. Tony, I'm playing the 10-game parlay. I did 10-game teaser parlay. Just don't pick the Lions. Yeah, just don't pick the Lions. Hey. No, I will not the, pick the, the Lions. Last thing, the last thing we do do is this is the tiebreaker. Oh, we have a tiebreaker? Monday night, Monday night football total points, and I'll give Bernsey some credit. He nailed it on the nose. He, he he claimed 52, and it was 52 points last week. So, Tony, this is our tiebreaker. In the event you get eight or nine and someone else comes along, gets eight, eight or nine and ties you, this is the tiebreaker. So, total points, Monday night football. That's, this is an interesting one because the, the over-under is what, like 51 and a half, 52 right now. And we've seen a lot of games go over. We, like that Monday, that game with the, the Packard-Detroit game, there was low scoring. I mean, they had 14 points in the, both teams in the first quarter. But then you're thinking, they're not going to score that many points. And then all of a sudden it explodes. And then the over was covered very, very soon. Because that was what, I think it was 49, and they blew it right by it. So uh, I'm going to go over, too. I'm going to say, I'm, no, I'm going to go under. I'm going to go 51, the total. 51. 51 is the 51 number. 51 total. Points. All right. So, so recap, because I want I want to rehear your locks, Tony. So we got Carolina. I think you claim that's a lock. That's a lock. Now we're talking okay. straight up, so that's why it's a lock. Arizona. Yep, straight up. Arizona. Case lock. KC. Arizona. Okay. Carolina. AZ. Denver. Three locks. Three team parlay. If you want to play Tony Bruno's ten way, Caesar, you got to take Carolina, KC, Arizona. New York Giants, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Bucks going into SoFi and putting it to the Rams, my Hawks, the Niners, the Packers, the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football, and, and the uh, Denver Broncos. Did you mention the Denver Broncos? I, I got Denver. Denver's part of that lock. So, Tony, appreciate the time. You were a phenomenal guest. I could have mailed it in you and said, over. you know, I have COVID, guys, and I'm not – and I'm not feeling great, but I, I get the energy. When I go on the air, I get that energy. And I don't, I don't want to be one of these, oh, I got COVID. I, was, I tested positive for COVID. I may have to quarantine for the next two months, come back maybe for Halloween before I make another appearance. That's not the way I roll, guys. Well, Tony, right, we appreciate Tony. it. We hope you feel better. Stay safe. Thanks for coming on. And we can't wait to have you come back on with your trophy. When you pick nine now, out of you, ten. Are you guys having a cast right now? Is it going to be bronze? Gold, we're, we're, yeah, we're, we've actually already got the person etching your name in the side of it, you know, <laughs> before it's even done. It's it's we're gonna start just etching the T, and then we'll move on to the O as as we move along the games this week. Tony, you're awesome. WSD podcast, NFL huddle. Beautiful. We bring Am I gonna to be you able to pull off the twelfth man file, the twelfth man flag? It's, it would be like I'll be the twelfth man. Yep. Tony, if you can if you can look anything like Eddie Vedder, I could get you pulling up that. 12th man flag this weekend so just work on that look and we'll get you in my friend hey tough thanks, with the guys. covid but thanks for coming on tony cheers appreciate it thanks to uh, trevor thanks. joe and everybody else checking in on the tree on this stream chat guys all right thanks tony everyone make sure you tune in next week we have michael bumpus you know him from culver city you know him from washington state he also played for the seahawks a little bit thanks everyone for joining the show at wst underscore podcast 
Twitter and Instagram. No filter for our live shows. No filters if you want to go back and watch it after it's recorded. Have a great weekend, Tony. We'll keep you posted on your tips.